welcome back everyone from the long extended holiday break i guess yeah we we took a break because nothing was going on in in the world or anything of a significance so we just decided to not record for a few weeks yeah, <laughs> or a month uh, funnily funnily enough i think we probably had more projects in december whether it was personal or whatever so yes yeah i i would agree and uh, you know more stuff for work as well work is really busy around christmas for me specifically yep. um but then i was able to take some time off christmas so did you get any time True. off after christmas yeah i got um i think the i can't remember what they gave us officially but i took three extra days so i had a full two weeks oh that's great yeah that's great and then josie took two weeks before the end of the year and then two she's still in her time off she's in her fourth week right now so it's been pretty nice having her around or i mean she's always around we work from home um but it's nice having her like with us to hang out all day long now she doesn't have an excuse to help you uh because she's not working is what you're saying <laughs> she does more when working than i do mm. if i weren't so it's a very safe <laughs> no answer it's a very safe answer <laughs> <laughs> yeah she'll listen she'll listen to this so and again i i think i've said this on previous podcasts i think in a fight your wife wins i would i would put all my money on her <laughs> she's tougher i think she'd fight dirty and she'd know how to hurt you <laughs> She's she's scrappy. Yeah, she's scrappy. <laughs> I mean, she's got a full sleeve of tattoos on her right arm. I got yeah. this one little drum and could barely handle it. I know so. you haven't stopped crying about it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, she birthed our daughter, which I wouldn't be able to do. For multiple reasons, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Biologically and <laughs> mentally. Yeah, let's not get into that. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> well, that, I'm so glad she's getting some time off and you're getting to spend more time with her. Uh, Mary took oh, some yeah. time off. Mary's birthday is two days after Christmas, my wife, Mary. And so mm -hmm. I took my time after Christmas so that I could spend extra time with her and do s some fun stuff with her on her birthday. I mean, as fun as you can in the end of 2020, beginning of 2021 with yeah, everything most, shut down, <laughs> everything's just shut down again. Uh, so, yeah, but it was a, it was a good holiday. It was um uh, we FaceTimed a lot with my sister and her daughters and her uh, her husband and they're in Arkansas. Did you did you have any like Zoom or FaceTime uh, Christmas celebrations or did you actually guys get together? We uh well so we actually we actually went to see my mom. It's a tradition every year. Went over to her house Christmas morning. Um, everybody's been like she's been working from home. Um, everybody at least in my family has not been doing anything. Not been going out socializing all that stuff. Um, especially around Christmas because we wanted to still be able to get together. So yeah. we did. We got together for Christmas. I mean, nothing wrong with that. Probably not the best idea, but well, yeah. here's the thing. You know, we, we didn't get together with my parents on Christmas. It was a weird, weird Christmas for us. We didn't, we didn't have mm -hmm. my daughter this year. She was with her mom and um, my parents had been exposed to COVID. So we didn't spend it with them until we didn't celebrate Christmas with them until the 30th. Um, and so it's just weird. It was weird. Mary and I bought uh, that like pre-made meatloaf and mashed potatoes from Costco. And that was our <laughs> Christmas dinner. It was like, oh. it was the saddest thing like just sad music played like the the charlie brown christmas time is here played as we like sat with our single candle and shared meatloaf that sounds very sad <laughs> yeah, it was. did you at least listen to meatloaf while you ate meatloaf meatloaf no uh no but <laughs> yeah meatloaf's a tough nickname if for a guy 
mm-hmm. and then what do his friends call him? Meat or loaf? Or I think that might I be. An, I, I think that, I think that might be an Adam Carolla bit. I can't remember, but <laughs> we'll Google it later. You have to be a certain type of guy to get nicknamed Meatloaf, right? Unless it's self-implied, maybe he just gave it to himself. I suppose so. I think they made like a VH1 like rockumentary of his life where he played himself even, and uh, oh, yeah, I think he had like a rough relationship with his dad or something. But that's where Meatloaf came from, or something. Oh, someone's got some daddy issues. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how he. Get, well, because I ate Meatloaf, but it's a weird, weird yeah. music tangent. A very irrelevant yes. artist in 2021. Indeed, <laughs> but hey, that's what we do on the AV Room Pod. Yes, I am. Uh, yeah, I think I have a hard time sticking to one subject. So that's just yep. that's what you get with me. Same. <laughs> uh, what about you? Like, did did you uh, did you get any gear over the Christmas holiday? I did. Uh, as a matter of fact, did you? Uh, I did. Um, I bought it for myself with gift cards I got. Um, but I already know what you got, and it's better. So you go first, and then I can <laughs> I can tell about my sad little gear that I bought. Well, it, it's only better because we talked about it on our very first podcast, and I think I haven't stopped talking about it since they announced it. You haven't in uh, February. Yeah. No, no I, I uh, had a, a big client job in December and I bought myself the Canon R5. Man, I'm so jealous. Yep. And in fact, I, I have it outside uh, the shed. I'm sitting in running a time lapse right now of the stars. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've been enjoying getting pictures and videos from you. And as you've been testing it out, it's mm-hmm. it's not relieved my my desire to own one. Um, <laughs> you know, the lie we tell ourselves is that we need this new camera and we'll, we'll create more more or we'll take more pictures we'll do more videos we'll do more for ourselves, not just for clients and stuff right and the the truth is if you're not doing it now you ain't gonna do it with a new camera either like there might be that initial first week of like all right let's test it out but you're gonna put it away just like you put your old camera away because if you really had a desire to do it you'd be out there doing it that's 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 definitely true and uh i i did step up when i first got it of course and i'm probably still in that little honeymoon phase oh i'm sure uh, but I did get to use it for a client project last week. I did some reshoots for some stuff they requested. Photo, photos or videos? A photo this time. Oh, nice. Yeah. How, how is it as a photo camera? So it, it, I mean, that's probably its biggest strength. Yeah. And that's saying a lot because it can shoot, you know, AK, 4K, 120. And I've used, I've used those quite a bit. I did do lots of like 4K, 120. I did some 8K raw stuff. And the whole overheating thing, I feel like it's a bad rap because I haven't even, I haven't even gotten to the point where I've used it enough for the timer to start to tell me that, hey, it's going to overheat in X amount of time or whatever. Well, to be fair, they've they've put out a couple versions of the firmware since the original Mm -hmm. release. So you let let the the YouTubers in the world uh, beta test it while you waited for the good good software. Right, true. So in my normal use, yeah, I haven't seen any issue there. But what's nice, so on the still side, um, it's got so much more resolution, which I know you don't need it, but when I'm doing like my product shoots or I can even see it helping in weddings too. Oh, yeah. If there's a shot I get, or, and yeah. yeah, you can crop in a lot more flexibility. But also, man, just like the sharpness and the detail, even when you export a larger megapixel, fi- me- megapixel file into a smaller one, like you export a smaller JPEG, you can mm-hmm. still see more detail. Oh, nice. Um, and then the uh, the dynamic range on, on this sensor and stills is a huge leap up, especially from the 5D Mark IV that I had, but even from the EOS R. Oh, wow. So it's, and it's shown. Well, and so you traded in your 5D Mark IV 
in order to I get the, the R5. So you you are still a one body uh, running gun type of guy. I am. And I, I at some point, I mean, man, for, for doing like wedding video, especially since I'm usually shooting with somebody else, um, if need be, I would rent another camera for something like that. Or you, or you might know another guy with a cannon lying around. But yeah, I, yeah. I see what <laughs> I see what you're saying. It's there's not there's not a high need for you to own two bodies. No, um, I think that if because I, I had the 5D Mark IV and then um, last Christmas, not this not this one, um, B&H ran a crazy deal on EOS RS. They had them for 1250 And so yeah. I bought one and held on to the 5D Mark IV because I don't know. I just, man, the, the one memory card kills me. Like, I don't know. I've never lost anything, but I'm so paranoid, too. Yep. And so when shooting stuff, uh, specifically uh, stills, I will, if it's really important, I'll still use the 5D Mark IV because I know I can shoot it to two cards simultaneously. Yep. But if it's just like, okay, we're shooting the football team's portraits, I, I can always retake a portrait. So yeah, I'm using the EOS R because it's got the newest technology. It's got a better, you know, anyway. But, autofocus, all that, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I autofocus is so, it's made me a lazy photographer. <laughs> <laughs> Which, it's funny, um, as much of a step up as the EOS R in autofocus was from the Mark IV, mm. the R5 has that same step up from the R. Oh, really? It is very good. I'm, I'm excited to try it. Yeah, I took this little video clip of my daughter. She was like dancing in the living room and she kept spinning around in a circle and she was moving towards the camera in a way like quite a bit. So it was like her head filled the frame to like waist up back and forth. Yeah. And I uh, tapped on her eye to hold it there. And it followed even as she was turning around, it would follow her head and it followed her back and forth and everything. Wow. It was pretty crazy. Pretty well, impressive. And if you know, if it can follow a toddler dancing around, it can follow mm -hmm. the drunk groom at a wedding, right? Or, right. <laughs> or un Uncle Bob or whoever it is. Yep. Dance around like crazy. You know it can follow that guy then, because nothing dances yeah. look crazier than a toddler. If it if it lost focus on Uncle Bob, that'd be okay though. But that's a different story. <laughs> yeah, that's a different story. <laughs> so so yeah, I've been I've been super happy with it so far. Um, I'm excited to do more video projects with it. Yeah. Here, here's one pet peeve. Okay. Or I don't know if it's a pet peeve. It's just it's just a peeve that I have. The the cards are expensive. Well, okay, yes. There's yeah. that. The CF Express card, a 256 gig, was 350 dollars. And mm -hmm. that was on the cheap end. And the batteries are expensive. Well, the batteries are the exact same as the LPE6. Mm, they're plus or something like that. They have the, so LPE6 was 5D Mark III and 60. And the 5D Mark IV had the LPE6N, um, whatever that means. And now this one is E6NH or something. Yes, but you have to have it to unlock certain features of the camera. So uh, it's the 20 frames per second in silent mode. You have to have oh. the new battery. Battery. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. So I've been obsessing over the fact that I don't have one. So I've watched every review possible <laughs> and I just watched uh, uh, a froze review of it. And he goes, yeah, to unlock that, you have to have the new battery. And I'm like, I knew there was a reason why you needed the new battery. Mm. So yeah, I mean, how often are you going to use that? But I've watched uh, four or five different reviews on it. And I had already watched Froze real world review where he went to like a painter studio and used it with EF glass and um, RF glass and, and kind of you saw it in low light. You saw it in uh, all these, it, it, mostly for stills, but I, I really did. It also made me want the 11 to 24 RF or EF glass, which is pretty cool, but I'm sure it it's, is, it's pretty it, pricey too. It's pretty pricey. Well, so is any RF glass, but back to RF glass, um, the only piece of gear I got um, was I found a used um, 35 millimeter 1.8 RF for uh, a really good price and 
ended up picking it up and I, it's funny if you if you go to YouTube and look at reviews they're either hey this is a good enough lens for most projects and then some people are like I hate this lens and I hope it dies I want to watch its family burn like there's no there's no like there's no one who's like way pumped about it um, and there's no one that's yeah but there are some people who are like I, I really hate it and so I bought it and I've been using it it's the only thing I put on my um, EOS R since the new year happened and I just said I'm going to I'm going to use one lens and when I'm just casually taking photos, I'll just walk around and use it. And I was like, man, I, I, I like some of these shots I'm getting. The macro stuff is kind of cool. Although I have the 100 millimeter macro, so I won't I won't use the 35 that often unless I already have it on my camera. But it's it's funny. Then I was like kind of doubting whether I should return it or, or hold on to it. And then uh, Kirk, Peter McKinnon's editor, posted he's like, every single photo taken on my channel is an EOS R and a 35 millimeter 1.8. <laughs> he posts that stuff. He goes, he goes, it's perfect for what I do and this and this and that and these are the reasons I like it. I'm like, why am I why am I doubting like it was a good price and I don't have a 35 millimeter prime. Like I don't want to buy the the what's the, 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 the Sigma, the Sigma version. Because the Sigma oh, version is yeah. like it's like hit or miss from what I understand. Yeah, the Sigma is mostly miss. Um it has focusing issues. It was like one of their very first lenses and they haven't updated it. So Yeah, and, and from what I understand, you either got a really good one or you get a bad one. Like there's no, there's no middle right. ground. People are like, oh yeah, I love this lens. Or people are like, oh no, it's super soft. And, and well, I, most of them probably also don't use the Sigma USB dock to update the firmware. That might fix it too. Oh really? I wonder if that, I don't have the Sigma dock. I, I only let you update the firmware on it one time. Mm -hmm. On the 50. <laughs> yeah. On my 50. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's, that's the, what little gear I got. I got some, um, some lighting stands and a couple of soft boxes before just out of necessity. Um, sorry, Mag, Magmon. I, I wanted, uh, a, a, like, a the tall skinny ones. What are those called again? A strip box yeah i wanted a strip box and so i have two strip boxes now uh and i've used them for a couple things i hate setting them up i hate it like yeah it's the worst when you're so used to magmon stuff and this isn't a magmon advertisement but when you're so used <laughs> to like just stick a magnet on it and go and and honestly, setting up a strip box is like, if you had a time lapse of me doing it, it'd be hilarious. I ask three or four people for help during the process. <laughs> I get frustrated. I throw it on the ground. I pull all the mm -hmm. sticks out. I redo it. It's like when you were building a tent when you were a kid and you're like, these are the right poles, right? Like <laughs> these are the right poles. It came with it. They mailed yeah. these poles with it. It has to be the right one. Why are there extras? Yeah. Oh, there is one extra on my nasal. It's a, it's a, it's a newer, uh, you know, the N E E W E R. Mm -hmm. and, and it came with five poles instead of four. And I'm like, what's the extra one for? Oh, they're like, oh, you're going to break, you're going to break this during setup. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Well, I don't think you have to apologize to Magmod because there isn't a Magmod strip box yeah. or anything besides that 24. So, I mean, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do. Sadly, that means sometimes cheap stuff that's hard to set up. Yeah. You do what you gotta do. I actually also got a strip box for Christmas. I had it on my Amazon list. Um, and it's a, just an Adorama glow box, which yeah. granted is easier to set up than the Godox one. The Godox one, I just leave set up. I don't ever touch it, but the uh, glow, I can actually, you know, fold up and put back in the bag each time. I don't even have to take the diffusers off. I just reach through the side zipper. Oh yeah. Well, but, I'll have to see how yours sets up. I, I, I've got strip boxes for days now. I don't, I don't need any more. Yeah. Um, the cool part about the second one I bought, because I think you and I bought the same one and it didn't have like a diffuser when you use it for video. So the second one, it was a little smaller and it came with a diffuser. 
right. So it hits that first, spreads it amongst the strip box, and then rejects it. Oh, you're talking about the inner baffle? Yeah, the inner baffle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it still loses a lot of light. Uh, the last project I did, which I, I briefly mentioned, was I, I took basketball pictures for this um, a local high school. Um, yeah, which before you go further on that statement, yeah. I have to tell everybody, I saw the photo that Dan sent me, the group picture of it, and it is freaking awesome. Like, it looks like, I don't know, uh, uh, something a, a collegiate photographer would do. Oh, man. It was executed very well, and uh, hopefully, maybe, I don't know if we can share it or not. Maybe we can put it on our pod I'm, I'm gonna on ask Instagram. Her, but. I'm going to ask for permission. Um, I, I sent an email. I delivered the girls' team. I still have to finish. Tonight, I'm going to finish uh, the boys' team after we're done yeah. talking. Uh, I didn't have their roster, and so I like putting their names on the on the individual photos. It makes it seem like like a, a base, a basketball card or something that they can have. But um, so anyway, I I went thinking I would have to use the strip boxes, and then I was going to use the mag box for my key light, and then I ended up just using two grids on on the on my backlighting. I used a sphere to light my green screen, and then um, the mag box for the key light. And for the boys, uh, you know, uh, for ladies, uh, mood uh, moody lighting kind of where like kind of like your face is now, where half of it is lit and half of it is dark. Yeah, um, contrasting. Yeah, uh, women normally don't like that because it it, mm-hmm. it, it gives a more masculine feel. Um, but for the for the guys, I did a more masculine look, so it kind of looks tough. And uh, so I'm excited the way theirs turned out. I, I like the way the girls turned out. That's the one I sent you. It's just like, hey, what do you think? Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, it was it was all done with Magmod. So hopefully Magmod will forgive me for buying strippers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna make a side note too. You said this isn't sponsored. Technically, they do pay me not to do this podcast. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but they do. So I wonder um, what the gray area or what's what's where's the line on that. Where's the line on how much we can we can uh, be nice to them? Uh, well, I'll tell you. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I ever would have used off-camera flash if you hadn't shown me Magmon stuff. I would have been a, a natural light-only photographer. Um, available then, light, yeah, yeah, or <laughs> available light, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. I've never heard it that way. And and I don't think I would have ever bought a flash. But I remember we I went over to your house and we like took pictures of like a whiskey bottle. And you're like, oh yeah, look what this one does. Look what this one does. You could use this for this. And you're like, you were like a traveling salesman. You came in like, <laughs> if only it had been my house, you'd have like spilled dirt on the floor. Look what this vacuum does. And, uh, <laughs> and I would have bought it hook, line and secret. So I think the next day I went and bought like two young new flashes and, uh, a, a couple Magmod basic, uh, kits. Uh, mm-hmm. and I got my start in off camera flash. And, and since then I've upgraded to some Godox flashes and, and, uh, been very happy with the results of that. But yeah, I don't, I don't think without them, I would have ever messed with off camera flash it just seemed like something was too hard i had a similar story with i mean i I went and second shot a wedding with trevor crosby and uh pretty much the same thing happened there so so you you liked you fell in love with off-camera flash and then it resulted in eventually a job eventually yeah 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 well not immediately yeah yeah not immediately but eventually (laughs) yeah 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 so well all right that's cool man well yeah we got some we got some new gear and uh we we paid our sponsor magmon uh, some compliments true also i just realized i failed uh because we got off topic big surprise 
surprise. I failed to mention my peeve with the R5. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is your peeve? So it, it's kind of not fair to say it's a peeve about the R5 because it's not Canon's fault. It's the fact that Mac OS, Big Sur, and I'm all the way up to oh, date. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Preview yeah. does not show any files. Yeah. Except unless you shoot JPEG. You know, uh, there's, a, there's another photography group I'm on on Facebook and someone was mentioning that too. And I was like, I'm like, oh, life's so hard with your R5 and your current OS Mac. But uh, <laughs> I, I didn't, I kept that to myself. Uh, I still, I still have uh, the previous OS because of some software I use for work. Um, one of them says it's good now, but I'm letting the rest of the world beta test it because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's mission critical for us. So I'm not willing to, to beta test our, our, our work, you know, to see what happens. It's probably a good call. Oh. Yeah, so I I know it sounds silly and that it's a tiny peeve, but yeah, I can't. When I'm trying to dump the card or look at files, I can't see the .CR3s in preview. Mm. And I can't, I can see like a uh, JPEG preview of the MP4 files that come out of there. Yeah. But I can't play them. So I have to uh, open Lightroom just to look at it. Even though, even the videos? Yeah, even the videos. And now have you found it's easier to edit them in Final Cut Pro or Premiere? It depends on... Um, the resolution. So the 8K anything, uh, even IPB does get jumpy even in Final Cut. Yeah. Um, so what what I've done... Would that be a lesson to you people? No one needs 8K. <laughs> yeah, it's just fun to do sometimes. I'm sure it is. <laughs> now what's funny is when you have like cinema cameras that shoot 8K your reds, stuff like that mm-hmm. the, the codecs that they have have been around for a while. They're, they're more um, compatible, I guess, universally accepted because yeah. they've had time with these OS's so they work they work well but makes sense i don't know i'm gonna give it a little time we're, we're getting ready to buy josie one of the m1 macbook airs for uh some school she's gonna go back to do so i'm gonna try it on there and see if it's any better are you sure let's talk about the m1 because i i'm so intrigued but you know what i've always hated apple's first generation of anything it's it's always yeah, true it's all because here's what they do they beta test on the public at a really high cost and then the the second edition they're like oh remember these three things we abandoned those we didn't we didn't think those worked <laughs> and you're like oh i like that one thing and they're like nah you didn't like it that's what we heard and so we abandoned this so i, I kind of want to wait till they get into a groove with it and obviously if these ones are pretty decent the next ones are only going to get better but that said i have two people i know personally who have mac minis that they say are cooking their 5k imacs they're cooking their um uh, imac pros just yeah. um in some of the ways that they perform so it's a really high performance computer at a, a price that's more ready for entry level yeah and that's the thing like so <laughs> she's gonna be going back to school she doesn't have a computer she's got a phone ipad but she's gonna need a full computer to do it and i was like you're gonna have to learn mac because i'm not about to bring a pc in this house several reasons one i'm, I'm the it guy here and i know nothing about windows so inevitably <laughs> when she runs into a problem she's gonna want me to fix it and i'm not going to be able to oh man and it's gonna make me mad because i don't want to have to learn windows just to help her with her computer oh yeah um and I'm like, I, I already know Max so in and out. I mean, obviously, I don't know everything, um, but I know it a million times more than a PC. So when is um, when is the last time you owned a Windows computer? Um, I think I had an old Dell for like the first few months I worked at Apple. I actually never owned a Mac before working at Apple. I had iPhones. Oh, I think I, I think that was like a subject of contention when when you were hired. 
Like he doesn't own a Mac. I'm like, oh, should we really hire this guy yeah. for technical support? Well, so one of the questions in my interview group was, "What iOS do you have?" And if you were behind, <laughs> you were ridiculed. And I was, <laughs> and I was behind, but it's because I had jailbroken my phone. And they're like, "Oh, well, we don't approve of that." I'm like, "Oh, well, I can do this, this, and this with mine." And then, and then the person who's interviewed, "How do you get that one? I like that." And so I had, like taught him how to <laughs> basically get an NES simulator on his iPhone. And I think nice. that might be the only reason I ever worked at Apple. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, I had, a, I had a Dell PC. So that was what? 2013, I guess. Okay. So here's, here's the last windows PC that I owned. Um, Amelia was born and I had it for the first two years of her life. She, she just turned 17 last month. So it was oh 2003 to 2005. And then I got a Mac. I got a Mac somewhere in 2004, but I still had the PC. Like I got, I got a Mac laptop because that was like the beginning stages of iLife and iWork. And iLife, the coolest part about it was you had, you used to have to go to studios to record, or you could buy like janky four track um, recorders, or you can buy the digital version of that, which was also like, imagine using computer program without a computer. That's what digital recorders were. It was like the dumbest mm-hmm. thing. You're like, oh, menu, menu. Oh, lost the song. Uh, and so, <laughs> so I had gone to a friend's house. He had just gotten a brand new Mac and we, we plugged into his eighth inch jack from a mixer and recorded guitars. And then, uh, he had a condenser mic and we recorded vocals. And to me, it sounded just like a CD, like it was CD quality. And I was like, I have to have that. Like as a musician, I have to have and sold. Yeah. So I bought one, I financed it, which was a terrible idea. Um, cause I was like living with my parents, just had a kid, um, like had a horrible job but i had to have it like there's a lot of bad decisions in there uh and i just remember i was creating all the time i was recording um i did i had a bunch of friends who did like uh movies for local movie festivals i recorded so many soundtracks for those guys like there was a western that i spent a month recording music for that i still remember i still have like copies of the mp3s and that guy came back to me like two or three times for different movies and paid me to to record music for it and that was all started because i bought a mac so oh that's pretty sweet yeah and then that's i want to hear i gotta hear that (laughs) yeah uh and then i uh we would record joke songs we'd write songs about our friends and (laughs) and use the garage band loops so we wouldn't even record with instruments like i we recorded a rap about my friend max who he joked about would never get married and uh it was called lonely pants (laughs) and he he rapped about how he was despised by women and then i did the like uh r&b chorus like lonely pants will always be alone like like it was like (laughs) it it was all just made with like loops and stuff but it was like it was a blast it was the first time like you just like this computer was made for fun and creating and stuff and not that you can't do that with windows but at the time there was nothing built into it there's nothing that came with it um although i think iLife at the time was like a 99 dollar upgrade it came with you know iMovie uh iPhoto garage band and something else i can't remember um well yeah that's the thing you you can do that stuff with windows but it's all third-party programs windows um themselves doesn't sit around and don't you crap on windows movie maker dude I'm not. So all of all of those drum covers that I posted before, were, oh yeah. oh, I could tell in the titles. Channel. I could tell the titles. Oh, yeah. They were they were oh, Windows yeah. Movie Maker. And what's funny is back then I was I was putting those together. I had no interest in video. I didn't pursue like video part of it. It was literally just a means to me getting covers up. And that was when you were like super poor. Didn't couldn't afford a shirt to yeah. wear in the video. That's true. Like, yeah. yeah, shirtless, literally. 
It's pre dad bod, <laughs> pre father figure. Yeah, I, still, I still had shoulders. You can you can see bones uh, definition and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty funny. Well, yeah, uh, Mary works from home for the U of A, and she has to use an IBM PC that actually my iPad's sitting on right now so that I can Ooh. see you as we record. But she she owns this IBM and several times she's like, how do I make the monitor know that it's on the left side of my computer? So when I move the mouse left, it goes over there and I have to like go, how do, how do I do that on a Windows PC? Like I just, so, you know, some stuff you still remember, but every once in a while she's like, how do I do this? I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah. Google.com. Yeah. I try, but sometimes I just don't know. Yeah. I am unwilling to even try, so. Well, congratulations <laughs> to Josie getting that new one. I, I can't wait to hear how you guys enjoy it. and, and uh, Yeah. So back to your, your topic about first generation Apple stuff. Yeah. It, it's sort of first generation. It is technically first gen. Yeah. But they've been making chips forever. Mm-hmm. For phones so and they've iPads. Just made, yeah. So they've just made a beefed up version of it yeah so i'm less less hesitant about it because i'm usually the same way um but i'm yeah i'm less hesitant about it especially reading all the reviews looking at paper stuff on paper about performance they set records for single and multi-core performance on something that doesn't even have a fan so yeah we're gonna we're gonna go with it i'm gonna definitely render a video against my oh i'm sure you will macbook pro and see what happens (laughs) so um the other thing is they have been making like you said they have been making um, chips for a while and the last two iPad Pros people are like this is basically a computer like yep. this could, if, if the OS didn't restrict certain things you could do everything a computer does with this there's no there's no I mean I have I'm FaceTiming you with my iPad Pro there's nothing I've asked it to do that it has not excelled at like there's never been oh, like yeah. oh here's a limitation of this like it, it opens everything super fast nothing's ever glitchy nothing ever is like oh I can't do that you know it's it's just it's, does it. it's pretty baller and there's no fan and I've dropped it a bunch of times. I'm being honest. <laughs> Not because I wanted to, because I'm fat and I got sausage it fingers. Happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, so I have the, not the newest iPad Pro, but not the first gen either. It's the 11 inch one. Um, yeah. And I play a lot of Call of Duty mobile on it with an Xbox controller hooked up. And I, uh, I stomp on some people because it, it just responds well. Does uh, it? The graphics look good. Everything. So yeah. Funny. So it's great. <laughs> I can't imagine married married Aaron as a gamer, but uh, I, I used to play. Man, I used to play a lot of Xbox 360 Call of Duty back in the day um, during my shirtless phase, actually, and uh, it was fun. I liked it. Uh, it was just a nice kind of escape. You don't have to think about anything. You can get, kind of get lost in a, in a game. Um, and I picked it up recently again because it's free on the iPad. So I'm like, I'm gonna play, and you can play online against people. It it feels just like I'm playing on an Xbox. That's cool. Uh, I I don't game very much. The the games I like are like the games they would say are stupid. Like real gamers are like that game's stupid. <laughs> I like to play um, Grand Theft Auto because I like to steal cars and then see how long I can survive with all the stars. It used to be five <laughs> and now it's six. Um, so you have to break into the airport in the newest one, and then they get real upset. Real upset. You know they don't like you breaking I into imagine. the airport. I yeah, and I then think so. So the one I bought right before Christmas season was Tony Hawk reissued Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. Yes. And let me just tell you, it is so much fun. It's just as fun <laughs> as you remember. But now it's in HD and some of the some of the game engine is like been souped up to, to match your expectations of the current lineup of games. But that first level from Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1, I remember getting that as a demo. Like I think you ordered like a pizza from Pizza Hut and they're like, here's a demo of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1. And it was just oh, the geez. first level. 
of all. And you're and dating I, yourself. I, I know. And I played it like a hundred times, like just <laughs> over and over. Like, I think I played it for like six months uh, because I couldn't afford to buy the game because at the time, you know, and there still are PlayStation games for $50. And, and, and I'd be like, yeah, hey, man. mom, dad, can I have $50 for a PlayStation game? And my dad would just keel over laughing at me like, think we have $50 for that bull crap? No way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so, Tony Hawk Skater, man. I remember that on PlayStation One and Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, and the soundtracks were so good. That's like the first oh, yeah. the first game I remember with like real music soundtracks. I remember like you'd hear um, like Goldfinger. That's the first place I ever heard Goldfinger, and like mm-hmm. then they became a household name. And there was there was some like underground hip hop in there. There was like really good music in there that, that I ended yep. up um, yeah downloading probably illegally and putting in a mix CD that I, I put on my discman with a tape adapter into my car. That's how old I am. Okay. I'm just letting <laughs> yeah, you know. You downloaded on, on the Napster or LimeWire, didn't you? I was, I did use Napster. That's how old I am. <laughs> Dude, I remember uh, when it would take a full night to download one song on 28K modems. That's mm-hmm. how old we are. Well, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine being a kid right now and the, the only world you know is like you want to find out information and it instantly comes to right, you? And it's in your pocket. Yeah. Well, we're going to sound like a bunch of grandpas. Let's move on from this. Uh, let's see. What what else What else has happened since the last we talked? Well, um, you know, I, I think I mentioned this to you and I don't know if we ever officially shared with people that we both also worked at Apple and we were Apple geniuses. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know that we have shared that. The hard part is you almost don't want to share it because people are like, oh, well, let me ask you an Apple question. It's not like, hey, how was it working there? Was it cool to get discounts? And you're like, yeah, let's move on. They're like, oh, so um, my grandma's phone, when she does this. And you're like, no, that, I don't know. They're not paying me anymore. No. Well, like, well, fortunately, the good part about that is the 13 people that listen to this are all friends and family. So they already know. Hey, we got a message from that one guy who we don't know and said, keep up the good work. True. And That's I don't true. know who and he you know is. What? Let's give him a shout out. Can we scare our one like and only fan? Out. Yeah. Uh, Neil Abbott. Neil, I, I have to say, in at a, at a, at a rough year, your feedback made our day. Aaron shared it with me and Indeed. I was smiling ear to yes, ear. Yes, we appreciate you listening. It was, And thank you for reaching out. That was cool to hear. Uh, it looks like he's from uh, Minnesota. He's a freelance filmmaker and photographer. So if anybody is listening to this and wants to give Neil a, a shout out or a follow, he is real underscore Neil, N-E-A-L on Instagram. So go, go tell him you heard about him on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, slide into his DMs. Yes, yes. But yeah, thanks, Neil, for listening, and thanks for the message. Nice. Uh, yeah, we both used to work at Apple, and that's not how we know each other, but um, it's it's how we, we came to spend a lot of time with each other. Um, Indeed, and, it, and that's how I came to get my one like favorite story I love telling other retail workers about that Dan told me. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> when you Michael Scotted that customer. Oh, well, 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 Daryl Philbin, him, I guess. Yeah. 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 He came up and uh, let's see. Uh, we're for a family podcast. He said, hey, you need to fix my stuff. But he didn't say stuff. He said um, uh, curse word for crap. And, uh, and I went, <laughs> nope, try again. And then he, he goes, what? And I go, no, try again. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he goes, hey, my phone's really messing up. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, man. I'd love to help you with that. He goes, All right, sorry I came in aggressive like that. And and then I helped him fix his phone. <laughs> yeah, Here's best the thing. story ever. I, I was never actively trying to get let go from that job, but there were times where I was like, um, I had reached my limit of fake nice and, and I was just blunt and honest. And it just so happened that every time it was a customer who could handle it or the one time it was a customer who couldn't, they complained to a boss who really liked me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it probably also helps that you're not a small guy. So yes. Yeah. If I tried something like that, they'd probably just take a swing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that, that did help me. Uh, the one, the one that I did poorly, I chose poorly. The guy kept skipping to the front. There was a line of like 10 people to check in. It was just like the top of the hour and everyone was coming in and he kept cutting to the front of the line asking for an appointment. And I said, well, if you get in line, I'll tell you when the next available one is. I want to wait in the whole line to find that out. Just tell me now. And I go, sir, all these people have been waiting. So if you get behind them, I'll gladly tell you, but I, I'm checking people in right now. In between every person, he continues to ask. And so finally I said, sir, can you follow me over here? And and he goes, yeah. And I go, I'm sorry we didn't roll out the red carpet in anticipation for your arrival today, but I'm going to go help these customers. You need to get to the back of the line. And, uh, and instantly, as I said it, I'm like, oh, damn, that is a bad move. And I, it was just, it was a rough day. I, I can't remember. I had something else going on in my life that I was like stressed about. And so he goes, I'd like to talk to a manager. And I'm like, I'd like to be done talking to you too. And so I walked <laughs> off to get a manager and I just said, hey, man, I totally lost it with this customer. I screwed up. I said, you, you, you're going to get yelled at because I was rude to him. And uh, I'm sorry about it. And, and I'll take whatever punishment you give me. And he walked out there. The <laughs> Guy, the guy yelled at him for a while and he goes, forget it ever happened, man, and walked away. And I was like, oh, I did not deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> like what I said to that guy was fireable for sure. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's the thing. So this is another tangent, but it's fine. Working in retail for so long, I worked at Target for almost 10 years before that. And um, Apple, I, I know you've had your share. Yeah, You can always tell the people that have never worked in retail or service because they act like that. Oh, yeah. Man, you, you don't get you don't get paid the most. You get mm. berated by somebody every 10 minutes for something that's not your fault. Just be nice. Just be nice, people. I understand, you know, people get frustrated. You you paid money. You think something should work. So did millions of other people. <laughs> it's like getting called into the principal's office for something that some other kid did. Every customer yeah. you talk to, especially when you work yep. in like the tech side of things. It's like getting in trouble for something you didn't do. And yeah, I don't I don't miss it. Yep. yep. I do miss all the discounts. Though. Yeah. Yeah. That was nice. But we, we but. have friends in high places. Places that still give us friends and family discounts. That's true. That's true. That's nice. Yeah. All right. So um, what, uh, what do you got? You said, oh, there was one kind of big topic we wanted to cover, the our favorite creators of 2020. Shall we uh, segue? Well, so I didn't make a list or anything, but I just, I took some screenshots yesterday as I was like remembering 2020 and in the time of that year, like so much happened. It seemed like 12 years, right? First of mm -hmm. all. Um, there was, there was ups, there was downs. I mean, 2020 started off as the year of vision, you know, 2020 vision. And then mm -hmm. very, very quickly where our dreams crushed so hard. And, um, not only we had the virus, we have, it was an election year. There was some unrest, uh, in our country, um, uh, some injustice, just crazy stuff. And so, um, what I did was compile a list of things that were able to, to let me escape, even if just for a moment to escape All what right. was going on. So well, that, that's. Sounds much better to me than just a list of creators. So I'm I'm excited to hear this. Yeah. So I got a couple of them. Um, one we've talked about. It's another podcast. Um, it's the uh, Fake Doctors Real Friends. It's the number one podcast of 2020. The number one downloaded. They won an award. But they're just going through the old episodes of Scrubs and talking about them with all the stars of Scrubs. And half the time they talk about Star Wars for, for, for a big portion of it. So like that's right up my alley. They they. they 
listening to those. And then once COVID started, they started putting out two episodes a week because they're like, we're not working. We may as well record a second episode. And I'm like, oh, every Tuesday and Thursday, I get a new episode. This is sick. And so th- that was that was uber helpful. Um, let's see. Um, there were tons of bands um, and I, I don't want to leave any any out, but tons of them that did Instagram lives, that did YouTube or Facebook lives where they're like, hey, uh, you remember that album we put out 10 years ago? We're going to play the whole thing tonight acoustic just because people have enough time. I mean, Jimmy World's even still doing that now. Yep. I think next week you can you can hear them play all of Clarity, and I'm like, oh, it's so good. Like, the best I would album. love, yeah, the best album. Um, but and then like I, I love Mason Jennings. He he puts them out on his YouTube channel of him just playing. Um, there's you know some worship artists that did like collaborations and stuff just over digitally. Um, there's tons of people who made music by safely recording from home and then putting it together in post. Um, and then there was stuff from YouTube that was that was great. Um, there's a guy not our, not our not our typical guy, uh, not like a famous guy, I don't think, but he's on Instagram and his name is uh, Brian Adam. C. That's at Brian Adam C. He's out of Phoenix. He's a photographer and a videographer. And it's like right up our alley. It's like some cool shots. And then half the time it's like super cool B-roll or slow motion type stuff. Like he has this really cool one where the wave rolls in and then he reverses it backwards and adds sound or music. And it's just like very soothing, very always color graded really nicely and creatively. So yeah. Yeah, that's that's on my list. The other one was saying 2020 uh, revealed the we all love Peter McKinnon. Like uh, every photographer mentions him. But oh, yeah. Nice. There we go. We're both wearing wearing owl hats. Both wearing owl hats. Wow. What (laughs) fanboys. But we found out about uh, we we finally met Kirk, his editor, and found out more about him. And uh, I think I like Kirk just as much as I like Pete. And he is the 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 yin to Pete's yang, like they're like polar opposites, (laughs) and it like works so good. And I would watch a buddy comedy of them, like just traveling around, Pete amped, and and Kirk like barely having a pulse. And that's uh, a great idea. Yeah, it would be really good. Pete's Pete's like a Labrador puppy, and um, I don't know what Kirk would be, but. He's like a not sad Eeyore. Like, yeah. All right, we'll go there. He's witty, witty and quiet. Witty, um, quiet. Take yeah. little jabs at Pete. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, he's humble too. Like he keeps trying to yeah. give Pete credit on all these, these things and shots. And um, Pete named a, a, a hot sauce after him. And, yeah. um, but it was cool to, to meet the behind the scenes. Cause for so long it was like, we knew there was a guy, but we didn't know who he was really. So that was, that was cool. That, that took me out of it. Uh, the Mandalorian, I, you know, I don't know if you're a star Wars guy or not, 100%. but man, the Mandalorian season two was like, it was the reason to to be excited every Friday. Dude, uh, that, bo- spoiler alert! But when that green lightsaber came on, oh my gosh! Oh, uh, I talked to our friend Josh uh, Dalton who watched it with his daughters. I can't get my daughter into Star Wars. She's seventeen. She hates it. Um, but Josh watched it with his daughters, and he said his one daughter was so amped she was jumping off the couch, and the other one <laughs> was just like weeping with like, "Oh my gosh, this is beautiful!" And I'm like, "Man, I wish my daughter got into Star Wars." I, I somehow ruined it for her. Sounds like he's raising some great girls. Right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> that one. And then I don't know if you watch this, but before that, um, my Fridays were Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso was on, it's on Apple TV Plus. It's about soccer. I hate soccer, um, but it's about an American uh, college football coach who takes a job as a soccer coach in England and mostly British cast, um, except for 
um, Jason Sudeikis and the guy who plays his assistant coach. And it's hilarious, but it's like so it's like it's a happy ending. He's got like this happy outlook on life. And he um, everyone he comes into contact with, he makes better by interacting with them. Even if that person is their goal is to harm him, he affects their life positively. And in a year where it seemed like everyone had an agenda of some sort or, you know, everyone was trying to wipe away the stain of what was going on in our lives. Like that kind of positivity in mainstream media was just really cool to see. So if you haven't seen it, I would recommend it. It's 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 awesome. It's really, really good. I see. I haven't seen it. Do you like soccer? No. Yeah, see, I don't either. It's not about soccer, okay, though. It, 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 <laughs> a soccer, a soccer is like a character in the story, but it, there's not like long sequences of soccer games where you're like, "Am I supposed to understand this?" Like, <laughs> it's all about everything leading up to playing soccer. So it's all yeah. about relationships and coach and player, and it's it's really cool. It's it's really right. good. So nice. yeah, that's the, that's the things that I thought of just immediately off the off the top of my head today as I was like, what what is stuff that people put out in the world that I'm just super thankful for, and and it's all the ways, the creative ways, the artists, filmmakers, TV show makers, like writers, directors, um, photographers, videographers, even drummers, you know, put out stuff into the world in a time where it was not easy to to find time or find ways. I mean, uh, in the middle of the year, you couldn't find uh, a USB inter face to record into your computer because mm -hmm. the manufacturers couldn't make them fast enough to keep up with the demand. How cool is that? The people in tough time are turning to the arts. That's really cool. And hopefully years from now, we have people who are better musicians, better uh, painters, better writers, you know, just better creatives in general because of the time they were able to spend at home, maybe uh, less involved in the daily struggles of life. So if there's something good that can come of 2020 and what we all experienced. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. And I think that was a really thoughtful <laughs> segue on, on all those things. That was, yeah. I'm not normally a, a positive person, but I, I feel like it's <laughs> not true. Uh, I'm really not. It's funny, uh, but I make myself look at positive, look at things positively because life's too sad. Otherwise. That's true. I've been realizing that lately um, throughout all of 2020 and everything. It's kind of it's tough. It kind of it beats you down a bit, especially not oh, being yeah. able to see people. And I, I'm an extrovert. I know you are, too. So not oh, being yeah. around people doesn't let you recharge. So. Yeah. Yeah. That not only that, and, and like we get focused on, uh, you know, bad news happens and then we're watching it. We're glued to it every day. Like, yeah. like ready to get punched in the face with whatever bad happened that day. And, and I finally had to take a break from some of it just post-election and just kind of go, all right, what is this? What does this do into my brain every morning that I wake up and I read these news sources and I'm just like, oh gosh, another, yeah. another day like this. So that's why that's where this list came up a little bit too, is just trying to find, hey, where are the positive cool things in this year and what can we take away, learn, get better and mm -hmm. hopefully make a better 2021, even though it's already been a rough year. We're just <laughs> 12 days into it. <laughs> this two weeks has been a rough year, man. <laughs> yeah. Sp spent a week there one night. <laughs> yeah. The trial period is almost up in two days. I might, I might get my, get a refund. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So you mentioned Brian Adams. See, um, did I show you his stuff or did you just uh, find him naturally? I think I just found him naturally. I think uh, someone, may, I don't know. I don't think it was you. Cause I would remember it if it was you who showed him to me. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. So yeah. the reason I ask is cause I know, I know him. Um, oh, do you really he used to live in, he used to live in Tucson. He lives in Phoenix now. But yeah. he um, was a guitar player and singer. I mean, he still is, obviously, but he was him and his wife were really good friends with Josie. 
Oh, nice. For several years. And they, I mean, they still are. And the group with like Lauren and Hector and Brianna and all them, they actually did oh, nice. led worship at the upper room um, all together for a long time. And so oh, they nice. all go way back. And that's so really cool. I know I'm, I'm not like super close to them or anything or really good friends, but I mean, I know them well through well enough through Josie. So it's just kind of funny that you found him. That's really funny. Yeah, I just yeah, happened I to happen. I, I don't know. Uh, I think someone, one of my Phoenix friends shared some of his stuff. Yeah. And that's how I found him. Because I would remember if you showed him to well, he's me. He's done collabs with uh, Chris Howe. Uh, they actually released a preset bundle that Brian had presets on. Chris had presets on. So... Oh, that's Which I bought. I don't, I don't use presets a lot. But um, I was like, well, I know two out of the however many people there are. And I supported them. Presets to me are, um, I use them a lot for landscapes because I don't take landscapes very often. Um, but uh, presets to, to, for me are, how do other people edit? Like, oh, that's how yeah. they do that. Oh, they're really all up in these hue saturation sliders. Oh, man, I don't do as much in there as this person does. Or Yeah, and curves and, and um, yeah, clarity and, you know, all. I just like to see how other people edit. And if they're cheap enough, I'll buy just as a, like, investigation. Yep. Um, so, and especially if I like some of the stuff that they've done. So, and that, I bought a couple preset packs this year. Maybe that's how I found out about them. Maybe it was a preset pack. I'll have to look and see which, see which ones I got. Yeah. I mean, they're good stuff. They, I I mean, the presets are great. I just don't want to, um, I don't want to follow that trap where I just click on a preset and leave it. I I do the same thing as you. I like to see what they do. That's the nice part about presets in Lightroom versus LUTs in Premiere is when you apply a preset, it shows you everything. Oh yeah. LUTs just a baked in baked in filter basically yeah yeah, yeah. i've all but, but stopped using luts uh yeah i'll use them as like polishing features sometimes but i'll use them to get a look yeah. but never to like correct log footage anymore i now i now have like a system within final cut that i use it gets it back to where i want it and then maybe over like a whole project then i'll put an adjustment layer and i'll put a lot yeah, like 20 or something yeah like maybe this let just crushes the blacks or like to give it a, like a vintage yep. feel or maybe this lut like raises greens in the shadows or something just to give it like a more yeah. like vintagey vibe or whatever but it's never it's never to correct my footage like i've never slapped a lut on a on like a dji file or a canon video file i've been like yep done yeah. i've always been like ooh, nope that didn't work like how can i adjust it or fade it out or the only let i use every time is the canon utility luts to get it back to rec 709 but yeah 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 i i use it i use that i use that a lot but now my workflow i i don't use it but there's a gerald undone video where he goes into detail about why you should use those because just adding like contrast and saturation you miss out on so much of the data that's in a log file file. oh really i'll I'll send it to you oh please do because i was doing the same thing i stopped using them and i went back to it again uh, yeah, the last we've, we've been doing virtual services online. And so I've been back to editing, um, since the first week of December. And so I've been, been doing it with my workflow, but I'm, I'm glad to be wrong. I love when I'm wrong and I get to learn something. Yeah. Um, I'll send you the video. It might be okay. worth checking out. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, so I, I have, um, sort of what you did. I, I made a list. Yeah, let's hear it, man. Uh, and I actually plan on making a full video on this, uh, so I won't spend a ton of time on uh, on this here, but I made a, my top 10 creators of 2020, and my kind of like, I, I guess, requirement for entry to this list was, does this person post a video? I have notifications on, and it's like, I have to watch it the second I get a chance. Yeah. Those are the people that made this list. Um, there, there's a lot of videos I watch, but this list is specifically that. Yeah. And it's pretty much all around YouTube because um, that's I'm going to make a YouTube video about it. So I feel like it applies. So, of course, Anyways, in no particular order, okay. top 10 creators of 2020 was um, Rick Shields Golf. 
Okay. I don't know um, him. He, he's awesome. He's based in uh, Manchester, I think, United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he reviews golf gear. He was a pro golfer. Uh, he, I mean, he may still be um, in some capacity, just not on just not on the tour or anything. But he, he reviews golf stuff, anything from like golf balls to irons to drivers, like everything in between. And even like gimmicky stuff, too. He goes, hey, you know, the Internet claims that this club will get you X amount more spin than your normal wedges. I'm going to test it out and see what happens. Um, spoiler alert. Most things do not do what they say online. Of course. Yeah. But yeah, he's awesome. He just has a cool personality. It's not like the most high quality production. They use like a Sony camcorder and he uses a lot of iPhone shots. But it's proof that the gear doesn't matter in this case because it's about his content and it's about him and the reviews and the information he does. It's just it's entertaining to watch. Story trumps production quality every time. Right, right. So that was one. Um, The next one on my list, I don't remember who I discovered first, but I know them because of each other. So I listed them in the same, which I guess could be kind of controversial because they're a couple. But regardless, uh, I have Chris Howe and Lizzie Pierce as a tie. Oh, yeah, yeah. They they don't have a link channel like like becky and chris do right right they have separate channels because they're not married because they're not married yeah. well but are, they're also <laughs> different creators like they make different content they have different like specialties they cross over but yeah 100%, yeah yeah but i put them together because I, I can't remember who i discovered first and they they each led me to each other obviously so uh i put them together there uh and then of course our boy peter mckinnon naturally yeah i mean just for uh, that dgi ronin video alone oh gosh yeah like, if that's the only video he made all year, like, he'd still be on that list. Epic, yes. It was so good. Uh, and then Matty Haboya as well. I love Matty. Who had one million subscribers. Yeah. Awesome for him. And so, so a side note, here's one thing I, I've kind of come to learn about Peter through some of his videos mm. is he's super selfless. Like he oh, yeah. does not miss an opportunity to build up other people. Oh yeah. And I thought it was so cool that he made a video for Maddie's birthday just because he's a friend of his and you know, it was a nice thing to do. And then he got him, he pushed him over that like million hump. Which yeah. meant, I mean, he was close. He was going to get there on his own, but he just oh, kind of yeah, like yeah. supercharged that milestone. He's for like, him, let's do awesome. it today. Yeah. yeah. And no, there's, there's several times this year that he highlighted people. I mean, was, mm-hmm. wasn't his first collab with Daniel Schiffer this year? Yep. Uh, and, and he, he started had, a new series, the photo story thing. Yeah. The, the photo stories. They bring on. Yeah, yeah. He became friends with the fro this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also did that guy who, who did the hater video. He like highlighted that he has such a, a good sense of humor. He's like, this is hilarious. I love this. And, yeah, and, and uh, what's funny is he pretended to hate Peter. It was his alter ego. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, yeah. No, it's, it, it's, yeah. It's to get attention, for sure. And it worked. And yeah. it worked. And it was in good fun. And it was... Um, Epic Like Media did something to try and get Peter's attention. Mm-hmm. They had they sent all their people over to comment on his thing about Epic Like Media. This is good, but I prefer Epic Like Media's blah, 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 or something like that. <laughs> and there's thousands of comments. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Which, by the way, does not hurt Peter McKinnon either, because nope. the engagement on a video is engagement on a video. Good, bad, indifferent, it doesn't matter. Even dislikes. Yep. It's still an action. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I'll, I'm done fanboying over, uh, over oh, no. Peter for the, just for the day, but I, I get excited. He, he does. He does make great stuff, and he does propel other artists. He wants to take people yeah. with him. He doesn't want to be on an island by himself. Yeah, which is awesome. Uh, Hopefully one day I'll get on that island for a little while. I'd love to live there. Just a little while. Um, (laughs) So then uh, another one is uh, Gerald Undone. Uh, Are you familiar with his stuff? Of course. Okay, good. All right. 
I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I, I love his thing. Uh, if you didn't like this video, try playing it at 0.75 speed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I appreciate his technical breakdowns of things, and I watch them because, uh, man, they're super helpful. No, as a super as helpful. a super super nerdy guy, there's times where even my head just goes, "Okay, really." But there's other times when I'm like, "Okay, I'm so into this." He, the first one I ever saw of his was a review of an audio interface, and he was like a being it back and forth. And I'm an audio guy, dude. But the the way he was able to describe the difference between the two, I I would know that there was a difference, but I wouldn't be able to describe it. And that one's that yeah. was when I subscribed, which is probably like 2019 or something like that. I wasn't I wasn't an everyday watcher or every video watcher until this year yep, yep. Like he just really launched oh yeah and i love his uh his studio tours of other youtubers that's fun too oh yeah it's a fun series hey is the cops coming to arrest you or oh, what can you hear that yeah i don't know what's going on uh, apparently dan and i decided to do a podcast and <laughs> yeah. davis monthan launches all of its fleet and TMC has to go rescue somebody with a helicopter, and then there's a shooting nearby. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, crazy stuff. So who else? So who else is on that list after Gerald? And well, Doug? so actually, I, I have a really tiny, funny story about Gerald. Um, as a side note, uh, just yeah. in case anybody wants to hear it. So Travis, who I used to work with at Magmod, um, yeah. would go to a lot of trade shows and stuff because um, he was kind of our dealer, like gatherer. He would find well, new people man. and make connections and all that. Yeah, uh, and he's moved on to something that he likes better, which awesome. I'm I'm super happy for him. I uh, hope he's still enjoying that there and doing well. Um, but yeah, so he came across Gerald Undone at one of these trade shows and he texts me. He's like, hey, do you know Gerald Undone? And I was like, yeah, of course I do. He, he's great stuff. I, I love watching his videos. It's some of the most helpful stuff on YouTube. And he's like, oh, I just met him. And I'll tell him you say hi. I said, oh, that's awesome. Cool. So then I don't know, a couple minutes go by and all of a sudden I get a video from Travis and Travis had somehow talked Gerald into letting Travis film him saying hi to me. Uh, and <laughs> so Travis sent me this video of Gerald undone saying, hey, oh my gosh, I'm chat dude. chatting with Travis. He says, you watch my videos. I really appreciate, you know, your support and watching them and glad you like it. And, you know, I, awesome. You know, whatever. He like, all right, was, Travis, just, can you put the fun. gun now? I, I did what you asked. I did what you asked. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it was, it was super nice of Travis to like of ask course, somebody yeah, of to do that. Um, and super nice of Gerald to like be willing to do that. So, uh, it, it was just, it was fun. It was a lot of fun to do. I, I couldn't, man, Travis has guts because I don't know that I could ask somebody to do that, but I'm Here's glad he did. Dan, there's two things to, you need to know about this. One, they're just people. Right. And two, especially at a trade show, they're not going to remember you. No, so no. just move, just do ask. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not saying like, Hey man, can you, uh, can you retweet this thing that I, I did? Like not, don't do stuff like that. Or Hey, you want to collab? Like no, no, th no. those are out there. But like, Hey man, can I just film a Instagram story saying I'm, I met you like my friends will be so excited or whatever. Who cares, yep. dude? I mean, yeah. If he says no, that's fine. You just okay. That's fine. He's and not going like, to unsubscribe. And and I remember Aaron Tremblay <laughs> asked me at the 2017 photo Kina uh, if I would do this, and I'll never forgive him for it. Like no one cares. Yeah, right, right. No, that's how you got in a fro video, dude. <laughs> that, yeah, that's true. At uh, man, what was that? That was in New York. That was uh, Photo Plus. Yeah, Photo Plus. Yeah, it was. Uh, I used a, it. Was his right Skittles after he preset. used. Yeah, that's right after he issued his presets after dogging on presets for years. Just got and he said, "I edited this with Skittles," and he put you in his. Well, video. let's be real. Steven was the real MVP. He made most of those. So. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that was fun. And also, Gerald gave Travis a Sony Alpha hat to give to me. So Travis brought that back. Oh, I still have it. We don't wear 
wear it. I, I wore it in a, uh, a video I did as my uh, I had an alter ego and I wore it in that video. But nice. All right. Moving on. So that was a fun story. Yeah. Uh, next up, I had Becky and Chris. Yeah. You've had some interactions with them on Twitter. I noticed I, I have. And they mentioned me and mentioned one of my tweets in one of their podcasts. And I, yeah. Dr. Chris himself remembered me by name. He's like, I've interacted with him. I, that's familiar. He's like, yeah, that name sounds familiar. And I'm like, that's pretty cool, man. They're, they're great people. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're, they're, Super uh, their series. I think it was last year. The helicopter series was really good that they did on yeah, Cold Island. Yeah. It was so good. It was so good. Yep. Um, they yeah, also live in Buffalo, which, um, is close to my heart since I was born there. Plus that loser football teams from there that you like so much. <laughs> yeah. How's your loser football team? Mine's in the playoffs. <laughs> Mine has more Super Bowl victories, not just appearances. <laughs> Whatever. Listen, they don't give out participation trophies into <laughs> at the Super Bowl, my dude. <laughs> sure they do. It's called uh, AFC Champions. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so I had Becky and Chris on there. Um, and then, uh, man, MKBHD, Marquez Brownlee. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, his content is just on another level, obviously. Um, well, and the, interviews, reviews, the interviews everything. that he got in the last year or so. Like he got Barack Obama this year. Um, yeah, Kobe. He got Kobe before he died. He got. I think that was last year, technically. Yeah, I think I think you're right. But I mean, he's been. He got Will Smith. That was also last year. But he's just Bill Gates. Yeah, Bill Gates. He's just gotten a lot of people. Bill Gates before yeah. he's he's decided that he's going to put chips in our arms. <laughs> right. I'm joking. I just want everyone to know. <laughs> yeah. So totally in, kidding. In, in, in 2021, it's hard to know that. <laughs> yes. Please be safe. Yes. Do what scientists tell you. <laughs> Do your own research, please. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Marquez. Um, also, his podcast Waveform, if you haven't listened to it, is pretty fun as well. Uh, one uh, of the things I, I like about MKBHD is everyone's doing that dark room with like one or two lights YouTuber mm -hmm. look, and his is like, "Hey, I'm in a Walgreens right now. Like, you could do surgery in here. It's so well lit." <laughs> I've got lights yeah, around me. You can't see them because my whole room is lit up. Like but it's always well yeah. lit. The sound's always on point. Like all of his B rolls are him. Like when his hand is like scrolling through stuff. Like uh, you know, it, it, it all it all looks and sounds great. But I love yep. that he's a different type of YouTuber in that way, where he's like, yeah, everything I'm gonna do is super bright. Like you can see everything. There's always Easter eggs in the background, which is great. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, he's he's good stuff for sure. And then uh, I have um, Cody Warner as well. Yeah, um, and his stuff I'm, I'm in his facebook group no small creator and i actually um wound up doing a collab uh with a guy from germany he reached out and asked he's like hey is there anybody here that shoots film you know whether it's a little or a lot i want some variety i'm, I'm trying to put a video together so um I, I i said yeah i do i actually started dabbling in it this year so he asked me or he sent out a couple questions and said can you record yourself answering these and send it in and he made a little uh, video out of it it's pretty, it pretty dude cool. I, I didn't see you post this how's uh, this the first I time i'm hearing about it, it? i do no, I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll, I'll yeah, send it to me. I, I want to see it. Now, here's a question. Is yeah. it in German? So uh, the end part of it is when he was like working with a friend or something. But no, mm -hmm. the rest of it is all in English. And it's oh, okay. people from like Australia and the UK. Um, Austria? Maybe? Yeah, all over. Maybe. Because Austria is right, like, right, right next door. But Australia is right. down, <laughs> down no, no, under. No, no, no. Austra it was Australia. 
Oh, okay, okay. I'm pretty sure there was somebody from Australia, somebody from Ireland. So he he had people from all over the world because of that no small creator group. So that was that oh, was that's cool. cool. That's really cool. Yep. And then uh, I have somebody who's not in line with a lot of these other content on these channels, but I have been super fascinated with his channel this year, and it's James Hoffman. Mm, I'm not familiar. He was a World Barista Champion several years back, and now he owns um, and runs a coffee roastery in London uh, called Square Mile Coffee, and uh, he just does coffee videos. Everything from like weird science, he deep dives into water and the content in water and how it can change your coffee and temperature and grind, and he reviews grinders and he reviews coffee makers and all different methods. Um, he's the reason that I have gotten so good with a, a V60 and I know how to, you know, brew with my Chemex well and my Clever Dripper. Like he just, he puts out his tested and tried techniques on all these things, um, which is awesome. Would you say that his coffee channel is better than our friend Hoon's coffee channel? With no disrespect to Hoon, yes. Okay. Uh, James Hoffman is on a different level. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Did he review so, Peter's coffee? He did. He reviewed Peter's okay. and I some think, other lady. Yeah, yeah. He he, did, he reviewed another YouTuber's coffee because yeah. he did them like side by side almost. Uh, he did. Yes, and he didn't. I don't think he liked Peter's. If I'm if I'm remembering correctly, he didn't love it. He, it was like it's, it's okay, but it's not worth the, the cost to get it here. Yeah, it's not. It's not that he hated it. He he felt that it was a little underdeveloped roasting yeah, wise, yeah. which could be it could be in part because it's a blend too. Um, yes, if Peter, yeah, yeah. you know, helped put out a single origin of some kind. Yeah. Like I, I, I've had the blends from James mm-hmm. and their single origin stuff is better every time. So I want you to try the coffee we're doing at church. Uh, we're doing mission coffee, but mm-hmm. single origin and uh, we get dark, we get dark roast and it's, it's delightful. I can't do dark roast anymore. No, just why? Burnt now. Just tastes burnt. It? Yeah. Well, we do have decaf, but who does that? There's no point. There's I've been no doing point. all, um, I've been on a solid rotation of Presta and yellow brick and um, I've still been doing some James. I've ordered some square mile stuff and it's, it's outstanding. Yeah. I, I have to say. Uh, it's been, it's been a bad year for coffee for me. It's been mostly, mostly I ran out of James coffee at the beginning of the year and then it's been mostly Starbucks since then. I don't oh, really no. have time to brew as much as I used to. That's why you think the mission coffee is okay. Because it's actually being brewed. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, it's, it's from a good source. It could be good coffee. You don't know. I, I did. Uh, they, they sent K cups as like examples and I'm like, I don't want, I don't want a no. K cup. So I told them to add a bag of coffee to it. So when we tested it. I actually did a pour over of it before we're bringing it on. Coffee goes stale 15 minutes after you grind it. And God knows how long a K-cup has been sitting around. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I don't want to get into it. (laughs) You have very strong opinions on coffee. I know. I know. Uh, Okay. So last but not least, for sure, because these weren't in any order, is uh, Jesse Driftwood. I love Jesse. Uh, There's just a lot of reasons. His transitions are better than anyone else's. And I think even in this last year, he calmed down on them to focus more on story and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he did a bunch of great tutorials this year um, about how he kind of does like his secret shots where he's like five places in once. Um, he did some cool like final. He's a final cut editor. So that's why another reason why I love him. Shout out to the final cut editors out there. Um, he he did some third party plugin reviews. He got grumpy a couple of times. There's like that whole <laughs> YouTube video about buying a light, like an aperture light from a foreign country. And he lost like fifteen hundred dollars on it or something. Because it was oh, like, yeah, it was big, a, uh, that, it was that, a that, LED curtain. Yeah, yeah. Yep. 
what I can't remember what it was, but yeah. And you could tell he was pissed about it, but he made a YouTube video oh, yeah. and he's like, the moral of the story is don't lose $1,500. And he's like still smiling at the end. And I'm like, man, if yep. I lost $1,500, I would not be smiling. No. <laughs> oh, so 150 bucks. I'd be mad. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, Big time. Yeah. That's, um, that's a great list, man. Those, those are, those are some great creators. Uh, I, you know, I think I found Chris Howe through Peter, but, um, I don't think I've watched, uh, that much Lizzie's stuff, but I, I, based on your recommendation, I might go back and listen to it. I, I, right. I mean, I, I love Becky and Chris. I mean, yes. Uh, I think I love the way Becky edits photos and her design eye. And yeah, it's, yep. if you walk into my office at work, it's all black and gray it's monochrome uh yep. and it's because i like i see their layout and i'm like i want to work in a space that looks like that and mm-hmm. so yeah they're they're big inspirations and she's she's just awesome i think you know yeah. chris is there to goof off and and uh fly fly the helicopter she's like she's the boss she's doing the editing right. she's got the i'm sure he can do it too but all the stuff they put out is like is, is stuff that she does it seems she's the editor of photos and yeah. videos and stuff have you listened to their podcast uh-uh. so that that would be my another thing i would mention about them they have the tuxedo time podcast which um it's it's, yeah it's long form of them um talking and it is fantastic um but they go a lot more into stuff so i actually learned from there um that chris actually was the the first video person like he would record and edit bmx videos yeah yeah she learned video from him yeah she was just a she was I, I hate to say just a, but she was just a photographer before then and never dabbled yeah, and she in She actually did design before anything, it sounded yeah. like. Well, I so. think that that helps her look because she has such a consistent look, no matter what room or area she's taking pictures, you you could just look at it and go, yeah, Becky edited that yep. it's very yep. clearly. Oh, yeah, he also does stuff. really cool FPV drone stuff. He oh, posts yeah. to his Instagram where you're like, it's going to crash, it's going to crash, it's going to, oh, how did it not crash? Like <laughs> stuff that makes you go, oh, <laughs> and then it's fine. Well, he has the whole channel now of it. Yeah, I haven't the watched. Oh, does he? I have to check that out. Yeah, they 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 kind of decided he's like, we have all this footage of helicopter and FPV stuff that we use a couple seconds here and there, but I've got like long, long footage of stuff. So they made a channel that's just. Just that, that footage like played out. Oh, I, so is there a long form of their visit to Niagara Falls? Uh, I, I think so. Yeah. But they just have like, like lo-fi music under it. And some of them are eight minutes. Some of them are 30 minutes. Oh, it's nice. I, I think I'm going to go watch those tonight after we end this podcast. It's like, it's like a different Apple TV screensaver. Yeah, it's great. Uh, last thing I, I did pop in an honorable mention because it's not YouTube related, but it's one thing that I would listen to the second it came out pretty much was the Office Ladies podcast. Oh, nice. And uh, another one where you're mentioned, it seems like you're very self-involved. <laughs> yeah. So because I'm I'm one of those people that will actually write into this stuff because I, I, I like, you know, for example, Neil messaging us. No it's variety, fun to yeah. hear from people. Yeah. Uh, so I, I try to actively, you know, engage in that stuff. And that's great, man. Yeah. I, I noticed that there was an alien in the background um, in one of the early episodes and they were like, oh, yeah, there was a guy in a costume. And I was like, forget the costume. Did you see the full out alien like 20 seconds before that? <laughs> so they mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. I just hearing Jenna Fisher go, Aaron Tremblay says uh, <laughs> it was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> just I, I listen to that one a lot, too. I mean, I, I fangirl a bit when they bring that stuff up. Yeah. Here's my favorite thing. So you listen to that late at night and you drink every time they say late. Oh, you, you won't make it through the podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> New drinking game. I don't. Is that is that a is that a, is that a name people call one another? Like lady. Is that like dude? Lady. I mean, is that's that, yeah, it's their thing. I suppose. I just never heard it before that podcast. And now every time mm-hmm. it starts up a million, I go lady like to each other all the time. <laughs> 
is their thing. Everybody knows it now. Yeah, for sure. Oh, sure. Well, uh, we've been talking for an hour and a half, and uh, I was worried yesterday we didn't have much to talk about. So much (laughs) has happened, and we came up with some some lists that I think, uh, if people don't know it, they're good good places and people to check out and uh, let them know we sent you. If if that's Mm -hmm. something, if you're if you're gonna comment on it, Um, and uh, yeah, we want to hear from you. Like when we post this up on our Instagram, comment on our thing. Tell what are some creators we missed? What are creators that we missed? Artists, musicians, photographers, videographers. What did we miss this year that you saw in 2020 that you're like, you guys have got to see this. We we, we do. We we absolutely want to know. Maybe share your your top three or five or ten, whatever you feel like doing. Love to check yeah. out some new stuff. Love to. Definitely. All right, man. Well, uh, that was all that I had. All right. I'm going to be honest. You can leave this in the podcast if you want to. There's times when you're talking that you're going to have to edit out some of my farts. <laughs> There's no way they're loud enough to hit the mic. Okay. I, I'll, I'll see if that's true. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll just add some in after as Easter eggs. <laughs> yeah, please don't. People will, will scare off our only fan, Neil. We can play, we can play uh, the game Helicopter or Dan Farting. Yeah. <laughs> maybe both. Oh, man. Let me tell you, God bless our wives. Yeah, for dealing with us. That's true. Well, uh, so yeah, this has uh, been the AV Room. I'm Aaron. I'm Dan. We'll see you next time in, in the, the AV, AV Room. room. And stay beautiful. Bye. Bye. Bye.